0: Hey, everyone. Is, is this thing on?
1: I don't know if it is. I hope it is. Otherwise, this is going to be going out to no
0: one. Um, uh, You mean no one. I mean aliens.
1: You mean aliens?
0: It might broadcast to aliens.
1: It might broadcast to aliens. Well, SETI might have something to say about that.
0: Who? SETI. Who's, a, who's you
1: that? You don't know who SETI is? No,
0: I don't know who SETI is in like no. me.
1: And this is not a you're nuts joke. No. Um, SETI is I forget what the acronym stands for but it's essentially people who are sending out radio signals into space and looking for random transmissions back so they are ever hopeful of finding aliens that they might communicate with
0: Mm. That's interesting Mm -hmm. because I don't know it'd be cool if I (laughs) my sister Her,
1: Her sister is very very comically and quietly Walking over to pick up her we jacket. We can
0: see you. We we know you're not a mime.
1: She thinks her moves are so slow that they are imperceptible to the human eye.
0: She thinks she but moves like Jagger.
1: But she is not ja- uh, Drax. Yeah. Drax? Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh.
0: Uh-huh. I haven't seen it. I am
1: moving so slowly my movements are imperceptible to the human eye.
0: I haven't seen it. I know Chris Pratt's in it.
1: Yeah. But... Chris Pratt.
0: And then that one song, the Hooked on a Feeling song.
1: Yeah. Hooked on a Feeling
0: Speaking of feelings. Ah, Hooked hooked, hooked on the feeling. I'm high on believing. That
1: you're in love with me. Speaking of love,
0: relationships. (laughs) That's a good way to segue it. That is a good
1: way to segue it.
0: Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Yeah, you're so good at that. Um, We're going to be talking about relationships a little bit. and possibly greek mythology potentially i don't know what i'm gonna title this i'm gonna have fun with the title Yeah. but if you didn't already pick this up my boyfriend's back on again because mm-hmm. he's awesome and you guys seem to like him and he's way cooler than i am so he i'm officially making him a co-host my
1: my big fat greek phil- mythological wedding
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So exactly. relationships. What exactly do you want to talk about in terms of relationship? Do you want to talk about our relationship? Do you want to talk about relationship issues that people come in, come into face whenever they have relationships?
0: All of you. Bob. Are we going
1: to, going to you, spill the tea? Are going to
0: uh-huh. dip the
1: tea bag in the tea? Are we going to drink the tea? Is it good tea?
0: If he brews, he's a keeper.
1: Ah, so you're a fan of the Jews.
0: No, I was making a Bible joke yes get it hebrews, hebrews. yes jewish, jewish jewish people coffee
1: yes jewish people are descendants of the hebrews. or
0: Orchi. exactly yes exactly yes um uh, yes a little bit of both uh, a little bit of, all of, mm-hmm. all, of all of that all of that all that all that you
1: okay. just mentioned okay so where do we start then
0: so where do we start okay so we've been happily dating now for seven months as of
1: Seven months tomorrow.
0: Seven months tomorrow because we're recording this on Sunday, but you guys don't know that, and that's the magic of pre-recording oh, and yes. editing.
1: This will and probably be out by the time. This will
0: air tomorrow, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, so set your yeah. clocks. It will um, be Labor Day. hmm Yeah. But we will not be laboring because we both thankfully have tomorrow off. It's true. So I have no excuse to not upload a podcast episode. Um, sure. So, yes, seven months. Seven months. Of just pure bliss
1: pure bliss
0: we haven't gotten at each other's throats I don't think so no, I no, think we've no. been as he does that as he as he's squeezing fat yeah
1: yeah we're choking choking her out right now
0: right now oh gosh for those people that have a fetish no we're not
1: no no we're not doing actually that no, no
0: we're not no. we're just joking so um,
1: so seven months of dating somebody and I'm not regretting it so far yeah.
0: I think what makes our relationship work really well is that we're both just very honest with each other. Mm -hmm. We're both really good at communicating Mm -hmm. and you're good at calling me out on my bullshit Mm -hmm. and I'm good at addressing the bullshit. And, but, and, and, but keep in mind, I think when you address that there's problems in a relationship, there's two ways to go about it. Mm -hmm. And one of those ways is very toxic, harmful, and destructive, and you're just flat out yelling at your significant other, and we never do that. And one of the other ways is like, hey, mm-hmm. I need to talk to you about something. Yeah,
1: and that's when you know you're in real trouble.
0: And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, what did I uh, do? Did I, did I look at someone the wrong way? Mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. I make a flirtatious comment to someone that other than my significant significant other did i cross a boundary that i'm unaware of yeah. you know yeah. so things like that is what we're really good at mm-hmm. doing and so far i've disclosed with him all of my i think another good thing controversial opinion um i think it's okay to talk about exes a little bit i think it's fine to bring it up especially in a new relationship you obviously don't bring it up right away Right. You warm you up to you him. You
1: don't start the first date by saying, okay, so the last guy that I was dating, horrible person. Yeah. He was so bad to me. I'm just looking for somebody who is who is better and I want to be a perfect perfect uh, man to, to take me out and date me. No. That's doing a little bit too much comparing and contrasting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's the last thing you want to do because each relationship is so different, mm-hmm. um, whether you were in a relationship or a situationship for etc
1: and each relationship becomes a part of you whether you like it or not yes there are aspects that you learn from each person that you have dated that is going to either help you to prevent repeating the same mistake in the future or help you clarify what you're actually interested in in a person
0: and you clarified a lot of that in this relationship yeah because before my my stance on dating changed a lot within the last two years i was very much okay with casually dating people and seeing i i wasn't looking really looking towards the future Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until i obviously because we're both christian it wasn't until i was more firm in my faith and really looking towards marriage that i realized no if i'm dating to just date then i'm going to be dating for heartbreak but if I date intentionally, I'm dating for marriage. I'm dating for long-term right. because I want a life partner. I want a family. I want to build something together without using the, the word empire. But yeah. I want to build you want an, to build an empire. empire with
1: you. Ooh, so I'm going to become an emperor? Yes. Nice. Do I shoot lightning out of my hands?
0: Yes, you can if you want. Nice. And I can have one of those, Uh, you know how Katy Perry has that bullet bra that shoots out like Whipped cream. Okay. Instead of whipped cream, it's going to shoot out um, lightning rods.
1: Lightning rods.
0: Well, you said big, lightning. Big not metal it. lightning rods. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. So the emperor of my own small nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, it is important to, on the one hand, understand that dating simply for the fun of it is going to ultimately lead to. not a serious relationship but also it is important to date people to find out what you actually mean when you want when you say you want a partner when you say you want somebody that you want to marry because a lot of times people just don't know until they've actually gone out with someone whether they like that aspect of a personality or not
0: and i think it's good to go in with having obviously it's good to have standards but I was gonna say also the number one thing a lot of people told me is don't have too many expectations Hmm. and if you do have them like like set low okay that way you won't be disappointed but also just like go in with it with no expectations because if you just kind of nilly jump into dating and you don't know exactly what you want and you don't have an idea mm-hmm. you're just gonna think oh i'm gonna lock this person and this person is it yeah. and then a month or two months in, you're having to ask yourself the question oh so what are we yeah. and then you're that's what a lot of like people our age are still like in the what are we type of thing and it's like why are you having to go so long through the talking phase yeah like, i think that's where it's good. I mean, at least for us, our relationship stemmed from a friendship first mm-hmm. and we, cause we already knew each other. We had a good, you know, knowledge and background of each other. We knew our, our humor and mm-hmm. our likes and mm-hmm. dislikes, but I got to know him even more now that we're dating him for boyfriend and girlfriend. But, um, I think it's good to have that. Like, I, I don't know what, what is your take? Because I know there's some people that do prefer to start a relationship as friends first mm-hmm. and then they decide later on okay we have enough common denominators we have enough differences as well i think it would work well is it as it a in a relationship so what, what's your take on that babe
1: i think obviously it is important to be friends with the persons that you're going to be dating but a lot of people don't have time for that there's a lot of people out there that don't the only places that they find other people to possibly date are either at work or at some sort of social event that they go to. Obviously we have church and that's because we both go to the same place and we knew each other by meeting with each other for many, <laughs> many, <laughs> many meetings over the course of the years and just being around each other as a neutral kind of place. Mm-hmm. Not like being not with the expectation that, oh, this is a place where we get to hook up and pair up and And find our our spouse in the future Mm -hmm. but it's it's from an understanding that statistically the more like the more time you spend with someone the more likely you are to develop feelings for them Mm -hmm. because you just get comfortable around them yeah and so i think that's really important for a lot of people out there is that they don't have many opportunities to get comfortable around people outside of work and when it's at work it's usually something that is very very much a bad idea because mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, you're going to have to work with that person on a daily basis and it's going to get really awkward. Yeah. And going into the friendship aspect of it, the friend the, the friend zone is talked about for a reason and people are afraid of leaving the friend zone because the friendship that they have there is obviously worth something to them. And so if they try to step beyond that, they think that they're going to possibly lose both the friendship and the possibility of dating that person. Yeah. And the idea of possibly dating that person is better to them than knowing whether or not where they stand, like as, as a boyfriend, girlfriend possibility.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have a little bit of experience with possibly ending the friend zone and entering into the relationship zone. Um, with my last situationship relationship thing, the person was like my best friend and it was unfortunate because we didn't really work as a, as a couple. Um, so I did end up losing my best friend and my potential boyfriend at the same time, Mm. which sucked, but it's okay. All is good. All is well. Mm. Um, the other thing that I, I mean, I have to add, I think with everything though, like you're saying that there's like almost like this, um, what I seem to have noticed is that time is a huge factor. Mm Um, but also I think we're, a lot of us are under the impression of it's very, it's almost like a, and this is where I'm probably gonna butt in with my like sociology degree, mm-hmm. but it's almost like we have this scarcity mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're like going in there, going in for the kill and seeing who's available and who's not. And yes, dating is very much a numbers game, like depending on the demographic, the geographic location what you're looking for, like that number. Right you know, goes down.
1: If you're if you're only attracted to uh, Korean men
0: and you <laughs> and you live
1: in the valley, then you're probably gonna be hard pressed to find someone who is going to be matching your description. Mm-hmm. Unless you move to South Korea. Which or my North friend
0: Korea. which my friend Gabby did. Gabby moved to South Korea. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. She's
0: there on a mission trip.
1: Well, we don't need to mention names or anything like that. Oh, thank yeah. you. But
0: just Gabby I just mentioned mm-hmm. anyway, shout out to Gabby if she's listening to this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She might be
1: maybe maybe not but
0: i miss you girl i hope south korea is going well say
1: hi to bts for us
0: yes and all the people you're working with anyways mm-hmm. um so i think yes time is a huge a huge thing but i think with anything if you really really want it bad enough you're going to make time for it mm-hmm. um and that includes you know as adults like obviously everybody's on different timelines and different schedules and everything you're going to make time to date someone you're going to make time to prioritize the idea of seeing someone because that's the number one thing I hear from like our friends and like other people I mean oh I just don't have the time for it or I just don't want to put the time into it and it's like but if you want it bad enough it's if it's in there if it's a desire that you want and it's a good desire then you should make time for it you should Mm -hmm. find time in your schedule to be like okay I've done this and this and this and this and this now but also don't look at it like a checklist because then it becomes kind of like a chore and then you end up like being like a little annoyed Mm -hmm. it becomes a little bit of a nuisance to be like making time for that it
1: becomes frustrating because it's a a goal that you don't achieve immediately it's something that you're setting aside time for for -hmm. things like working out yeah or for things like learning a new hobby or learning about a certain topic you can set set time aside for that to study, to train, to work out, to things, do things like that. And you get immediate results typically after doing it for long enough. But with a relationship, it's almost an all or nothing kind of thing. It is a, it's a, it's an on or off. You either have found someone that you're going to be compatible with or you haven't. And if you're making time for that every week or every month and you keep in that sense, not making it, not getting to that point where you found someone, it gets frustrating. It gets off-putting. So I think it is important to make time for it. It's important to make time for it, not only to work on yourself and become somebody who you would want the person that you're looking for to date. Mm-hmm. That's very important is to, to not come off as we, we talked about in one of the Desperate. parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the first podcast I think it was on was desperation is, is a horrible uh, first impression, but where was I going with that? Um,
0: To talk about the desperation thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, desperation is is a horrible thing. Making time for, I don't like to say the phrase improving yourself because I don't know there's that much that a person can do to, like, improve themselves as a character.
0: I think we're always um, changing and evolving as people. And I think if we don't, then how can we expect later on someone to I don't want to say change for us because that mm. shouldn't be the goal. Mm-hmm. The goal in a relationship should always be to encourage and grow mm. in a relationship, not to necessarily change one another. Mm. But if there is habits that are toxic and not good in that relationship, yeah. obviously we want to we want to change those things. Right.
1: It, it's working that delicate balance of understanding the fact that you can't change the other person to make them into what you want to be, mm-hmm. but also recognizing that people have bad habits. People have things that they can. They can improve upon that maybe they just need somebody else to see them and call them out on their bs
0: and you're good at doing that thing.
1: <laughs> i'm looking forward to you calling me out on my bs
0: so far i haven't really. yeah
1: yeah she's very she's very amicable she's very uh
0: well you haven't done anything to piss me off
1: yeah yeah we'll so see
0: we'll so see. far but there's okay so alluding going back to the whole desperation thing mm-hmm. there's a there's a song i wrote it's called um Uh, Make a move. And there's a line where I write, um, The longer we go without any communication, it leads to desperation. I was like, I was like, it kind of makes sense now. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't communicate as people, by the way, that's an unreleased song that I haven't released yet.
1: It's not on Spotify, not on SoundCloud. No,
0: I want to release music. I don't know when. I keep saying I will. Don't hold me to that mm-hmm. because i'm not a i'm not a producer i'm not a mixer mm-hmm. i'm just a girl with a dream <laughs> and garage fan <band. laughs> yeah so i don't know how to do any of that stuff um maybe i'll pay for a studio session maybe i can release a single out i don't know when but mm-hmm. it'll happen anyways um i think if we don't communicate what we want what we're looking for I think it'll be very, very hard to narrow it down and make time. And the idea of going on multiple dates is going to be frustrating because if you're not clicking with someone. But also I think if you're not clicking with some someone, oftentimes it's because you're not communicating explicitly what you want. Yeah. And that's where the notion of being intentional with dating is really, really good. Because if you just go on all these dates to have fun, nothing wrong with that. I mean, for a while, I was like that. I very much just wanted to go have fun. Everyone's definition of fun is... Girls
1: just want to have fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's definition of fun is that it doesn't have to be as serious as you think. I mean, we're taking it seriously because we see each other getting married and starting Mm -hmm. a family down the line. Mm -hmm. But not everyone approaches it that way. Um, I think it just depends on what you're looking for. Are you looking for long-term? Are you looking for short-term? Are you looking for right now? Are you looking for, I don't know, something fun, fresh, exciting? I I don't know what it is most people are looking for. I think even some people at this age, like 25 and up, like, I think some of us are still like figuring it out and that's fine. But you get to a certain point where you date so many people, you go through the line of like, swiping left and nah. the swiping right. Nah. and the, I've been on many dating apps and it just nah. doesn't work. I'm much more appealing in person. But I think you get to a point where you get exacerbated by all that and you just want to be real and authentic yeah. and just blunt. I mean, I'm very blunt. Like I made it very much known that I was attracted to this More than one event. occasion, yes. Very much. Almost like, I don't know. I was obviously desperate mm-hmm. and I made several attempts to flirt with him mm-hmm. and to make it known to him that I was very much interested and very much had the hots for him. But you, <laughs> you, he was always very gracious about it. He never like put me down, called me desperate to my face or anything like that, which was nice of him. Um, but. I remember specifically you saying the very, very last instance that I brought up us being in a relationship mm-hmm. was last year on your birthday. Mm. Um, and you had said something like, well, I just don't want to break your heart. Because no. I think you we had had a good friendship by yeah. that point. And I think your biggest fear, apart from you not be obviously not into me because of my desperation, your other biggest fear was like, oh, I think we're developing a really good friendship. I don't want to lose this. Yeah. And I don't want to break her heart by doing that. And so it took me being at rock bottom, and then going to therapy and doing some inner work and introspection and all that stuff for this man to be like, "Okay, mm-hmm. I love her now. Mm-hmm. I want to get with her." Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and and I think if I were to start dating you while you were in that desperate situation, it would have just been bad for you.
0: It would, yeah, yeah, for sure,
1: because you would have. You have gotten what you wanted without consequence, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like just feeding the habit kind of thing rather mm-hmm. than actually approaching you as a person. Because what you wanted was an idea. What you wanted was the boyfriend.
0: Yeah, I was in love with the idea of having a relationship. And I think a lot of people actually told me that. They told me, you know, Eva, I don't think you really want to get into a relationship. I think what you want is you want the idea of getting into a relationship. Yeah. And the idea of being with someone but you don't actually want the responsibility and the commitment that comes mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. because for a long time i was scared to be vulnerable because i'm very emotional and my <laughs> what what i'm very self-aware that yes, I'm yes, super right. duper emotional yes, right. and for a long time i didn't want someone else to see that i was afraid of how like people would see me if i got into a relationship um especially because we had started developing such a nice in close friendship that I was like afraid of you, like seeing me cry or seeing Mm -hmm. me talk about my depressive little rabbit holes that I get into and yeah. yeah. So it's good that you didn't date me when I was coming from a place of desperation and loneliness. Um, And I think that's important to anyone. If you get anything out of this guys, is that you do not want to date someone coming (laughs) from a place of desperation and loneliness, because even though, even if you do achieve going on that date, hooking up with that person, whatever, trust me, you're going to feel super empty. You're going to feel regretful. You're going to feel gross about it because I went through all that and I felt gross and empty. And at the end of the day, I was crying at three in the morning being like, why doesn't this person love me? Like, why doesn't, why do I have to fight so hard for this person to like me and see my worth? Hmm. Well, because I hadn't seen my own worth and I wasn't, I didn't love myself enough to be like, you know what? I think you need to have more self-respect. I think you need to work on yourself and not be so damn desperate. And I think you need to one, also like work on the fact that you're not good with rejection. Yeah too i was very I, I very much was not good with re- rejection in um, a
1: similar way i wasn't very good with your with, with rejection either i would my my solution to that was just not try at all for a long time
0: and see taking risks yeah. versus not taking risks, because that's that's the one thing i keep mentioning in all these podcast episodes that I, have, that I have them on where i've talked about relationships is that love is a choice and love is also a risk yeah a calculated risk calculated risk and so i think if you're not willing like like he said to put in the work on yourself um and and realize that no i'm coming from a place of loneliness and desperation i need to dial it back and realize what i what it is i actually want because most people a lot of people will disguise loneliness and desperation for really just wanting a friend yeah. like a companion Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that companionship can't blossom into a relationship because it certainly can. But I think it it takes us seeing how we are in order for us to later be with another person because we can't point out our flaws and defects to another person if we don't even know our own flaws and defects. Right. And I I don't think it's it's wise and healthy to do that, especially if you haven't worked on yourself, if you're constantly...
1: Recognize the log in your own eye before you try to address the speck in someone else's.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, I think a lot of people just want to date because of that, and they don't realize, hey, maybe I just need a friend. Maybe I just need a companion. It doesn't even have to be romantic. It just has to be, like, someone to talk to. And there's something wrong with that. Like, if you want to seek out a friendship, do that. That, I think that's the the number one tip I have to offer for men and women is that realize you have enough friends. If you don't, try to make some friends. Mm-hmm. And then from there...
1: Just, just put the chemicals in the bottle, shake it around a little bit, and we got a friend. Just, just make some friends.
0: No, find no. find things you're interested in. Find common interests with what people. What if it's
1: it's chemistry and making, like, homunculi? Okay, well,
0: then go, you, you meet these make, people.
1: Making clones of myself to make friends.
0: Then you can go to Area 51 and find someone that's just as nutty as you are about just making Naruto clones. Naruto run
1: across the border of the, of the Area 51 camp. And
0: exactly.
1: Find aliens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If that if that's what tickles your pickle and works, <laughs> then do that. <laughs> yeah. We're laughing because we saw a dirty pickup line with that.
1: Yes. Uh, we're not going to repeat it.
0: We're not going to repeat it. You can go look it up if you want. If no. you're 21 and up, you can go look it up if you want. <laughs> um, But but yeah, going back going back to that. Uh, yeah, there's been a few people I've talked to and they're like, literally just like, well, I think I just want a friend. Well, there's your answer.
1: You got a friend in me.
0: You do some soul you searching first. You got a friend first. in me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean i knew what i wanted before i wanted to date you but my approach was all wrong Mm. i was very aggressive very aggressively desperate if i had to put it into a category i was aggressively desperate um yeah i guess when 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 did it was it was it the the fact that i had realized that i needed to get help and work on myself and then i was working myself and then i calm down was that was that was that was, was i was
1: that I, I'm, I'm shaking my <laughs> head yes because i know what she's trying to say her tongue is tied at was the moment.
0: that what like what was that the catalyst to you being like okay i think she's not so off the rails anymore i think i can get behind this
1: it was definitely part of it part of it was you realizing the situation that you were in and that you needed to change but also I realized the situation that I was in and I needed to change as well because I was, I was looking for the wrong things in a, in a person to have a relationship with and I needed to have a change of perspective as to what I valued in terms of who would work best. And I didn't need to have the end-all, be-all, everything-to-me kind of person mm-hmm. because I realized that no one person can be everything to me. Because you're one person. You can't be multiple people at once. And I have my friends and my guy friends I hang out with. Mm -hmm. But I also hang out with you and you provide the things that only you can. Uh, I think that's good enough.
0: Mm -hmm. And there you have it. We'll we'll be back after this commercial break because it's cutting into the almost 30 minutes. Or do you want to go into the almost 30 minute segment?
1: We can cut for a commercial break okay, right now. We're,
0: we're going to cut into a commercial break. We'll be right <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're back from that silly little.
1: Welcome back from the commercial break.
0: Uh
1: huh. Very little has changed in the last few minutes.
0: Yep, he grew. He so, grew more facial hair.
1: I grew more facial hair. Uh-huh. Technically, I'm always growing more facial hair mm-hmm. because it never stops growing and until I... I die.
0: Okay. We didn't
1: have to go there. No, no, that's not going to be for another forty years or so.
0: No, I want to go first.
1: No, statistically, it's more likely that the lady lady lives longer. I want
0: to go
1: first. No, no, no. no.
0: Okay. Anyways, so I think we were about to go into this into the part where you were trying to decide what values, I think. Because I think it's important to mention, like when you're picking out mm-hmm. a person that you want to date, you have to look... But I think the, the two biggest things it comes down to is like morals, values. Yeah. And whether those morals and values can coexist. Mm-hmm. Do they align with yours? Mm-hmm. Are they too different that you can't see yourself dating and building a future together? Are they... So what what were those, things? What were those
1: things? Um, i not just fishing for compliments. She is not fishing for compliments, confirmed. Um, obviously, worldview, um, your perspective on reality itself is going to be the dis- a big part of the deciding factor is what you're going to be doing in terms of dating. Um, for a lot of people who date without knowing the person beforehand... Mm-hmm. Um, this may not be the first thing that comes up immediately on the first date because yeah. obviously you're not going to begin by saying, Hey, do you believe that, uh, Hari Krishna was a great, uh, philosophical leader or religious moral person or something like that? You it <laughs> Look there's, it up. You, there's Google out there. You okay. can, you can find out. Okay. We have another sneaking sister,
0: the sneaking sister,
1: sneaking, sister. sneaking, sneaking.
0: Sneaky. You're a sneaky girl.
1: Very stealthy.
0: Just go to my room, it's fine. Okay. All right.
1: Okay. So we had a sneaking sister uh-huh. sneak stealthily by.
0: Uh-huh. Not very stealthily, but no. it's okay. It's
1: okay. Um, what was I?
0: You were talking about worldviews and
1: worldviews. So obviously people are gonna have a bit of an issue if their understanding of reality is fundamentally different from mm. one another.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not saying that you can't make it work out temporarily, but over the long term, you're going to have a lot of issues in terms of like raising children, how are you going to educate them? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about that? So myself as a Christian, I think it's impossible, impossible really to make a relationship work if you're disagreeing on something as fundamental as whether or not the existence of God yeah. plays any impact on the life that you live. Um, so that's probably... The most primary aspect for me as to whether or not I'm going to date a person. Mm-hmm. Um, second off is, do we just get along with each other? Mm-hmm. Um, do we? One of the things that I was actually impressed by when we started dating was similar taste in music. Mm-hmm. That she appreciates the stuff that other people might find a little bit weird in terms mm-hmm. of my eclectic tastes and mm-hmm. songs. And I also am having my horizons expanded by. Her enjoyment of Latin flavor music, as well as John Mayer and other mostly lovey-dovey songs and <laughs> and that. So I think it's important to find someone who is not only similar enough to you that you're not going to be differing on fundamental aspects, but also different enough that you can learn from each other and grow as a person just by being around them.
0: I definitely have grown around this man. I mm-hmm. mean, we're, you're obviously older than me, so he's taught me how to be more mature, mm-hmm. more responsible. Mm-hmm. He's called me out, like I said, in a nice way about my bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really the one that pushed me to move out.
1: Yeah, well, there was a lot of people doing that.
0: I mean, I know, but you were one of the mm-hmm. – it helped that you have yeah. such a
1: – convincing. Mm-hmm. convincing voice
0: uh-huh. <laughs> a and voice face. for radio
1: yeah and face yeah
0: that i was like okay i need to do this because it's going to be for the betterment of me mm-hmm. and for the betterment of our relationship has like, it been yeah it has Good. it has Good. i'm a lot more mature than i was a few months ago
1: yeah so much growth in such a short time
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. think of how much more you'll mature and grow
0: as the days go by and then when we're married i'm just gonna be learning more and more stuff about you Mm -hmm. and that's that's what some people think i think there's this like misconception that um once you marry someone or you're engaged or something that it's such that's it that's it's a finite thing like that you're not going to learn anything else you have you have
1: reached the peak of understanding the
0: peak of yeah of the unknown right Mm -hmm. and that is like just far from the truth. Like we're, we're, I'm so glad that we're both intentional with the way we're dating each other and that mm-hmm. we know that we're still going to be discovering things about each other that we don't know e- even once we're married.
1: For good and for bad. Yeah. We're going to discover stuff about each other that is probably maybe cause confrontation. hmm But we're also going to find out a lot of good stuff about each other too.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think one and one of the things that you had mentioned, I think you said that you said that I was good with children and that was one of the things mm-hmm. that was attracted to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm.
1: Obviously she we won't go into personal details, but she has an experience of working with very difficult kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and her ability to put up with that so far, even though she does complain about <laughs> various aspects of the job, she's still doing it and she hasn't given up yet despite the hardship and I find that admirable. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes makes a good impression as to how well you can work with kids in the future Mm -hmm. because being a husband and being a wife kind of almost always involves having little people around. Yeah.
0: I'm excited about the little people. Yeah. I love babies. (laughs) I have baby fever right now. Uh, No guys. We're not going to get pregnant anytime no, soon. For no. those wondering, there is nothing in the water. We're not drinking the Kool-Aid nor the water. Mm-hmm. So shout out Man. to... Drinking the
1: Kool-Aid was last week.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 With the Heaven's Gate thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we won't be drinking the...
1: The Kool-Aid. <laughs> the water. Yeah. The there's, water. there's nothing in the water except fluoride.
0: Exactly. And, and Maybe water. a couple of other dirty, minerally rocks in there.
1: Some <laughs> blended beavers.
0: Uh, yeah. You know that beaver secretions, like the gland in uh-huh. the beaver, is how we get vanilla extract. Did you guys know that? <sighs> I like didn't know it was specifically from extract? beavers. It yeah. comes from a beaver's butt. Yeah.
1: That's a
0: fun fact. When now. you
1: when you chemically distill various things, you can make them taste like a
0: lot of stuff. Like yeah. like the fact that some filtration systems use toilet water and then they purify and they're like yeah. By the way, this had crap in it, you wouldn't know because they filtered, it's filtered it so, so well. much. That's grossing me out. I don't mm-hmm. want I don't want the black plague or diphtheria or diphtheria. Diphtheria or yeah. cholera to come back. So
1: technically around here, at least in the US, we do not use wastewater as drinking water at no. any point. Oh good. During the processing aspect of it. It does come back into our drinking water eventually through the water cycle. So, it naturally gets purified in lakes and rivers and okay. canals and things like that. goes back into the atmosphere. It's purified again and then rains down into open water. And then it comes into our drinking water.
0: Because I'm kind of okay with rainwater being purified and used as. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. that's like the natural way that most people get their water
0: the natural juice. <laughs>
1: the natural juice from the natural clouds. Yeah.
0: Little um, insight. Yeah.
1: Because there's actually not. Too many years ago, I went to, as part of my work, a uh, water filtration uh, and processing plant locally, and they showed us how the different, what do you call it, sources of water is filtered and processed. And what they do for a lot of the wastewater is that they leave it in an open lake um, that allows just natural life to purify it through bacterial growth and algae growth and plants' plant growth and animals drinking it and it being absorbed by having the sun heat it and it becomes air vapor, water vapor,
0: water vapor, condensation into the
1: sky, condensation,
0: evaporation, evaporation. condensation, perspiration,
1: perspiration. (laughs) when the the clouds sweat Sweat. a little too hard. Yeah. It's a very hot day and they sweat. So yeah, we're drinking cloud sweat.
0: Yeah. So our sweat and peak cousins.
1: Um, well, they're both liquids that are secreted by your body. So, yeah.
0: The difference is one has ammonia and the other one doesn't. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, relationships. <laughs>
0: Back to relationships. So, I think for me, I think one of the biggest factors, apart from him being a Christian, very, being very strong in his faith, because I was almost taken aback a little bit by how much you know about the word and how, like, I could, I could see, like, how... Um, how much he loved God. And that was one of the biggest things for me was like, I want to get to that level in my spiritual maturity. Obviously I'm not going to compare it to yours because he did grow up in the church. He was raised in a Christian household and thank goodness. I'm, I love his parents. I'm a big fan of them. I think they did a wonderful job raising him.
1: Shout outs to my mom and dad. If you're listening,
0: which we shout them out on every single episode, yeah. but I, I could just see that. I mean, one of the first instances that I met him was that our friend, Matt, that's it. I'm just going to say Matt. Um, the first time I came, I think I was still working at a juice shop. I had a different job and I came kind of late. Cause I got out of work, like at seven 30 mm-hmm. and I was known as the girl that would bring snacks. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but the first instance that I came, um, I remember, I think you were teaching actually the class. You were teaching um, our Bible study class, and yeah. You were going into like the truths and the canons of the Bible and, mm-hmm. and the different books and stuff like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, this guy, this guy knows his stuff. Yeah. Like, I really need to brush up and and be more in the Word, like, like that. Like that was very. And obviously, you're not perfect, and no one's walk with with Christ is perfect. Um, yeah. but I was like, wow, that's something. I I really really want to strive towards without being without comparing it to your situation Mm -hmm. but i was really taken aback by that in a good way
1: a a motivation rather than a what would you call it an unrealistic expectation yes yeah yes motivating to achieve something higher but it's not just seeing me on a pedestal or something like that
0: no i didn't have you on a pedestal but i did admire the way that you love god so much and how you knew him because i was a little bit like wow i wish i had been raised in the church like that and mm. gone to church and have i wish i had accepted christ sooner so that i could talk so lovingly about her god that way um but yeah anyways so that and then just he was so witty and clever mm. and mm-hmm. he still is and and he's a he's big on puns and i'm big on puns and Dating him has only made me punnier. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So shout out to anyone that's had to put up with my puns. They're it, is, not... it has been a great punishment on many people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very good punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, can I say he's the punisher. Mm-hmm. I'm the punishee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, shout out to anyone that's had to endure my, my silly little puns. Uh, they're not as great as he. We, and masterful. As we you. thank
1: you for enduring them. It but, is. It is greatly appreciated.
0: Yes. Um. One of the things I've also learned is how to be more discreet. I'm, hmm. I'm more reserved and more when to not say everything and when to reserve certain things for certain times. I think that's one of the things you've taught me is yeah. how to be more. Tactful. Nah. Yes. Tactful. For sure. For sure. I think because i'm very much a person that just wants to shout everything out yeah. and just did you know did you hear did you see and you're like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa first whoa, of whoa. all did this person want to talk about this mm-hmm. is it worth bringing up mm-hmm. and then i sit there and i'm like i'm like going through it emotion like emotionally spiritually psychologically i'm like okay mm-hmm. no they don't no it's not important or yes it's important but not at this time And so you've kind of given me a perspective on how to deal with the inflow of information, Mm -hmm. because like I said, like I mentioned before, um, my trauma coping response is oversharing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you've helped me to be more controlled and more purposeful in that. And so thank you for that, babe. I think that's really helped. I think if I've enriched him in anything, it's been that he's more, spontaneous. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I had a little flare of spontaneity in our relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm um, a spicy, spontaneous person. Spicy lady. Yes, I am. Uh, I've, I've shaken things up when they need to be shaken up. Obviously not like too shaken up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but enough to where he, he's like, oh, I need to keep up. I'm yeah. on my toes. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. on the edge of my seat.
1: And something, something I appreciate about you is that I don't have to worry about being too
0: weird. No, yeah. absolutely not. I'm super, super weird. Mm-hmm. I think even in our friendship, you noticed that you were like, oh, yeah, this girl's pretty weird. Yeah. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There was something that we talked about a while back over mm-hmm. at a um, friend's house. We were talking about the whole idea of people who excite other people and people who calm other people down. Kind of mm-hmm. being like heating up or cooling off It's like, there's a lot of people who are fiery on their own mm-hmm. and they're fine by themselves, but they can also get burned and they burn other people. Uh-huh. And then there's people who are cool and they're fine on their own sometimes, but they're so cold that they never have excitement. And so I think it's, it's a good balance to have somebody who is a little fiery and have somebody who's a little cool mm-hmm. to, make it lively. Make it enjoyable. Variety is the spice of life. As I've heard it is said.
0: No, it is. I think you're definitely, you are definitely the one that cools me off mm-hmm. when I need to be cooling off. And I'm the one that gives you a, yeah, burns L- little a, little a little burst, little burst of energy, a little burst of burnt. How do you like your steak? Yeah, a little yeah, burnt. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, and together
1: we make uh, liquid water or steam. 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 Things are
0: quite steamy.
1: And things get a little too hot produce steam. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, we can just go with the flow.
0: Yeah, we're good at that. Yeah. I think you're you're one of the few people, I think one of the only people, that has really seen me in my more reserved, laid back, mm-hmm. not so chaotic Neutral mm. D reference. Yeah. Because I do know about DD. I am a little nerd. The, the alignment um, chart. Yeah. You definitely helped to balance me out in that way. Mm. So if,
1: if you're chaotic neutral, what do you think I am then?
0: Chaotic lawful.
1: Mm, you can't be chaotic lawful. Those are the opposites. Okay. So you can have lawful,
0: okay. neutral,
1: chaotic. And you can have good neutral and evil on the alignment chart, at least for D &D. and D. So a person who's true neutral, I think if I understand it correctly, is someone who is just completely willing to take the middle ground and be swayed by either persuasion, not really having any convictions of their own. So a lawful neutral person is someone who is going to obey the rules no matter what, whether they're good rules or bad rules, they're Mm -hmm. just there to obey the rules. A chaotic neutral person is just there to cause as much mayhem as possible, oh, that's whether me in D&D. whether whether it is good or evil.
0: That's me in d and um,
1: You can be swayed either way. Someone who is neutral good is somebody who is seeking to do the right thing as they see it as often as possible, whether it's against the law or not. Someone who is neutral evil is someone who is self-seeking, such to the point that they don't really care whether they're following outward regulations or breaking the law. Sometimes they'll, they'll follow the law if it suits them and they'll break the law if it suits them. A lawful evil person is someone who uses the system that they're in to their own advantage. And then what would be,
0: I think you're the one chaotic
1: evil is someone who is out to cause as much damage as possible for their own purposes and entertainment.
0: That was Irene. Yeah, that yeah. was my. That was one D&D of her characters in D&D. Character. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Justin, our friend, mm-hmm. who is an amazing dungeon master. He's great. Um. So what
1: do you? So what do you think I am on the alignment chart?
0: It's because it. I mean, if we're talking to and it just depends on what kind of character you're playing. <laughs> right. But in right. in in terms in real of real life, in real life, uh huh. The one before you said evil, the chaotic, no, before chaotic, uh, neutral.
1: Uh, chaotic good,
0: something, yeah. Neutral good, yeah. Evil? Something along those. Lawful things. evil. <laughs> you can be.
1: I could be. That's interesting because the the D and D world has a different concept of morality than most people would think of. Because obviously, with an alignment chart, you can't. <laughs> her sister is once again sneakily sneaking by. Uh, she's. She's rolled probably uh, a four on her stealth, per- on her stealth check. <laughs> um, our, my perception's pretty low, but she she's still failed. She rolled a four failed. on
0: investigation because she came over here to investigate. Yeah.
1: She didn't find anything.
0: No. She's there again. Are you a pair of Go away, pee-pee <laughs> Yeah. Okay, um,
1: Cabbage Patch Kid. Cabbage
0: Patch Kid? Yeah. We got Toto growing up. Hey, that we look like. Cabbage Patch. We we get told growing up that we all look like Cabbage Patch dolls. Aww. It's, yeah. a, it's okay. They're cute dolls. I had, I had some. I guess. Growing up.
1: So anyway, <laughs> um, good and evil in D&D aren't necessarily morally righteous or unrighteous. It's more of whether you're self-seeking as evil or self-giving to other people, selflessness as good. So... So you would say you're chaotic neutral. You're somebody who is not necessarily looking out for yourself or other people, but you're just kind of like introducing wackiness.
0: Yes. Okay. But then I can also be chaotic evil. And Irene was chaotic Mm. evil. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My D&D character was just something else.
1: Mm -hmm. She, uh, I believe she twerked something to death.
0: Yep. Yeah. That was one of my special powers. Yeah. She,
1: she was a bard, so it makes sense.
0: Bard tiefling. I mm-hmm. also sang and performed my way through life. Mm-hmm. hmm Uh huh. Shout out again to Justin. Oh, go check out Justin's podcast. Mm-hmm. Podcast that he has with his brother. P
1: O G C A S T Yes, I'll
0: link it below as I always do. I'm Justin, I'm always somehow plugging in your podcast.
1: It's probably a good podcast, even though I've technically never heard it. But it, I'm it's, frequently around them. It's so really good.
0: So his philosophy of school of thought is that why why start a podcast? Why listen to it if I can just hear it in real life?
1: It's true. It's true.
0: So
1: which is why I don't listen to the podcasts after they're done. <laughs> it's cuz why would I listen to something that I've already been experienced it, yeah in, in real
0: life. Yeah. But they're more anyways. Anyways, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I think yeah, I'm those things. I, you
1: So you still haven't given me an answer. You've you said that
0: I think you're chaotic lawful.
1: Those those are contradictory, though.
0: Chaotic uh, or lawful. The one that follows the rules.
1: Okay, so lawful. You could have lawful good, lawful neutral, or lawful evil.
0: I think you've, you can be lawful neutral and lawful evil both. At the same
1: okay, way. okay. Yeah, I mean, if I was completely honest with myself, everybody's probably leans evil because they're selfish. Mm-hmm. They, they're seeking their own interests first. So yeah, I definitely could use use the situations around me and the understanding of what is right and wrong in that context legally, in order to get my way. And sometimes I do favor order over chaos, whether it the, whether the order is good for people or not. Because sometimes it's fine. the order is better.
0: Yeah.
1: But I do have a bit of a neutral good streak in me. I think because sometimes I realize that. The way that things are currently aren't the best. So you might need to improve them. So but, yeah.
0: But you're good at being self-aware. And... No
1: one person can be tied down to any of the alignment chart sections completely because we're people and we're more complicated than that. We're not two-dimensional characters on pen and paper. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't think you're chaotic neutral. I think you're you're chaotic good more likely. Yeah. It's because you you don't necessarily look to damage other people with your funny and your weirdness mm-hmm. you're you're self-deprecating but you do seek to liven the mood for everyone rather than just make it about yourself yeah chaotic evil would be somebody who is causing Selfish. harm yeah for their own good yeah but yeah sometimes you can probably do that too i can mm-hmm
0: when I'm in the toxic mood. Yeah. But that hasn't been. I haven't. I haven't been wanting to be that way in a while. So good. Thank you for that, babe. You're welcome. You've mellowed me out.
1: And it's not just me that's doing it, because it's the Holy Spirit working in you too.
0: Mm-hmm. And lots. And lots and lots of therapy. Of therapy. (laughs) Shout out to my therapist. Um, I haven't seen you in about two months because of my health insurance, but I'll see you soon, doctor. So, what else, babe?
1: I don't know. Do we want to talk about anything else? It's been another twenty-five minutes since we started the second half. (laughs)
0: Twenty-five minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, going back to the selfish thing. That's the one of the other things that, Mm. like, I think when you're looking to date someone too, you can't just be so um, selfish and self-righteous and, and just have your own preconceived ideas about how you think the other person's going to be. Cause that's one of the things I think that if
1: you're not doing X, then you're not my girlfriend kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think you, you got to a point in our relationship. This was like a few months ago where you were kind of realizing, Oh, I think I'm trying to change her or yeah. make her to, to seem out something that she's not. mm mm-hmm. And I thought we were gonna break up that night because it got it got kind of emotional, right? We had a serious talk. We did have one of our serious talks, yeah. and um, we came to the conclusion that no, we did not break up. But the, there was a lot of th- things I needed to mature on, mm. and and there
1: think- a lot of things I needed to work on myself because I was I was seeing you not as a person, but as a project to work on, as to like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna help her help her fix her kind of thing. And it's like, no, that's that's not the right way to go about it.
0: I think it's, it's good to correct your significant other on things that maybe that potentially are doing wrong and can be kind of damaging and detrimental to the, to the relationship. Mm-hmm. But to expect them to be changing all the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's unreasonable. And I think then that's more of a you problem. Because mm-hmm. if you're so dissatisfied with what, how, what your partner is doing, I think a lot of it has to do with your own things that you're bothered by your own self that you don't even see. and Because there's a lot of things that when you start dating someone that you don't want to manifest like right. into a relationship. Like, for example, I had always said, oh, I don't want to be this clingy, self-absorbed person, right? And it's like, those things that you don't like about yourself will eventually come out. And the other person has to deal with them. And it's how you deal with those things that is going to be the catalyst in deciding whether or not you guys stay in it for the long call, or you just
1: It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. Yeah. And when it happens, how are you going to deal with it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because if you're thinking it's a matter of if then you're lying to yourself. Well, if he finds out about this thing, or if she finds out I mean, about this thing, it's going to come out regardless. It's going to come out regardless. I
0: think I've been pretty transparent about all the stuff that I mm-hmm. struggle with. There's no lying here
1: mm-hmm.
0: about anything. I feel like, I, and if there is lying, you call me out on it. Like, you're very good at doing that. Uh, I don't really feel the need to hide anything from you.
1: Then I also don't want you to just be thinking that I'm calling you out on it. It's not that's not the point.
0: But there's times where I do need to be called out. Mm. And you do it in a very tasteful way, babe. So no, I'm glad. Thank you. I think it's just having we're good at trusting each other too. Like I don't feel the need, he doesn't feel the need to know where I'm at 24-7. I don't feel no. the need to know where he's at 24-7. We don't have controversial opinion. We don't have each other's locations. We're not sending each other's location. No. We don't have each other's passwords. We don't we don't do that controlling crap around here because we just trust each other. And if you guys do that, I'm not I am not calling you out, but let's just say that that is just a big old red flag. Yeah. That's a big huge it's signifying insecurity.
1: insecurity on your part. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Now I could understand if that person previously got cheated on yeah. um, and that person got their trust violated multiple times. Wow, we're, we're, we're coming in at the 30-minute mark. Yeah? <laughs> I don't do know.
1: We, do we want to cut for another commercial break?
0: I guess we'll cut for a commercial break. Yeah? We'll be right back.
1: All right. After Short segment coming up, probably.
0: Right. Okay. I think we're getting close to almost the end yes but this thing is still on it's still on Mm -hmm. unfortunately for you guys because we can't stop talking um okay so i was i think i was going into the tangent of red flags Mm -hmm. and one of those red flags being like you guys having each other's location and knowing where you are 24 7 and your passwords and Mm -hmm. feeling the need to look through each other's phones and all that I was saying that I could understand if the other person got cheated on, got their trust violated multiple times by multiple people. Mm -hmm. I think I could see why they would be so apprehensive about trusting the other person. Um, But I still think that if all that stuff is bugging you, it could easily just be solved by talking about it just very plainly. Like, now I'm not saying go into interrogation mode and be like, where were you last Saturday night at mm-hmm. What were you doing? What shirt were you wearing? Who were you out with? Like, no, it's not the point to interrogate unless you suspect that that person's cheating on you. Mm. But I think if you can't sit down and talk about something that's bugging you, that's sensitive, that is causing you guys to grow in your relationship, then that's a that's a problem within itself i think a lot of people break up because they just don't know how to communicate well
1: they don't want to address it
0: they don't want to address it they don't like conflict um they don't they don't like confrontation um i think that's a huge problem i think people need to become not necessarily i'm not saying be aggressive and be like always attacking (sighs) although i mean i'm an aggressive person so i'm like always one to like face the problem Mm -hmm. um because i don't like unresolved conflict and he knows this um he knows that i can go like i think my (laughs) he just put on my glasses so he looks a little funny um anyways but the longest i mean i think that's one of the questions you have to ask yourself how long are you willing to go with unresolved conflict um
1: you're very blurry (laughs)
0: <laughs> my sister is sneaking on by again. Her
1: very her very blurry sisters are going by right now.
0: And my other blurry sister is yeah. sneaking on by. What's going on here? I,
1: I think it's because I'm wearing her glasses. There we go. Much clearer.
0: What's going on?
1: They're just walking by.
0: They're like the cats. Yeah.
1: And they're like cat people.
0: They are. So...
1: Do you have a comment? Would you like to join the episode? Come on.
0: No, she just told us to shut up. Come on. No? I don't
1: know about relationships. She doesn't know about relationships.
0: Anyways. What was it? I was saying? What was he saying?
1: I don't know what you were saying. Yeah, you were talking about understanding boundaries and also being able to communicate with other people. Oh, yeah. About-
0: I think one of the things, one of the parameters that you need to understand is, I think, how long are you willing to go with unresolved conflict? Yeah. Because if you don't even know how long that is, imagine going into a relationship and already dealing with conflict, how long are you gonna let that fester up before you're like, oh my gosh, I wanna kill this person. I can't take it. Like, like, Cause for me, I can't go more than two to three weeks with unresolved conflict. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I, two or three weeks is my breaking point um before I, I really just but because most of the time first of all i try not to be but i am a very aggressive conflict resolver you're a peacemaker you Blah. like to bring peace Blah. i like to bring peace once the conflict has kind of subsided because after
1: ever after everyone's dead then there's exactly peace. Yeah.
0: first it's like yeah. attack attack yeah. attack um and, and they're more like, no, peace, harmony, <laughs> kumbaya, my lord. Um, so, yeah, I think it's being able to talk about conflict openly, honestly, um, being able to talk about if you guys get jealous. Um, we haven't encountered that. I've told him, like, I'll be out with guy friends because he knows I have a lot of guy friends. And I'll be like, hey, babe, is this something that is going to bug you? Because if it is, let's talk about it. And also... Tell me what I am doing wrong, that way it doesn't-
1: And it's also understanding our roles- Our boundaries. Our roles and boundaries in the relationship as it currently exists. Mm -hmm. Because we're dating, we're not married, we're not engaged. Yeah, I have no right as a person to dictate who you can and cannot hang out with. Obviously, if you bring up a specific person and say, is it all right if I hang out with this guy? And I'm iffy about that person, I will definitely address that fact and say, maybe this isn't the best idea, mm-hmm. but there's no way I can actually forbid you from doing it because that's not my place. I'm just, we're dating right now.
0: I forbade you yeah. from getting coffee with this person. Yeah,
1: no, I, I can't say that. Even if I do, there's no power behind it because that's not my role. You're you're still, whether whatever your relationship with your parents is, they're still the people that are more responsible for you than i am Mm -hmm. for you at this moment Mm -hmm. and because you're living by yourself you're more responsible for yourself than anything else Mm -hmm. and so if you're not willing to be responsible for yourself i'll call you out on it but if you are willing to do that then yeah there's no problem
0: yeah i mean i i i tell him about where i'm what i'm doing and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and if he knows that i have previous history with this person yeah And he feels a little iffy. He talks to me about it. He tells me his uh, qualms with it. And if it's bad enough to where he thinks that I shouldn't maybe go have coffee with this person, then I won't. I will respect and honor his wishes. And and, and and that's it. I mean, and I think vice versa. If I had seen someone that maybe made me uncomfortable seeing you with, Mm -hmm. I think... I would bring it up first. I would bring up like, what's the context? What's the history? Like, why is it that this person, and if I think it's something that's damaging then I'll be like, well, maybe no, you shouldn't,
1: but. And she doesn't have to do that. Yeah. You don't have to order your life around my preferences.
0: I don't, but out of respect for you and out of respect for our relationship, I always like to, honor honor you and see what you would be okay with and what you wouldn't because
1: and i think that's the important part about it because you're not just seeking my approval for fear of losing the relationship no because that's 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 a really bad motivation for wanting to do the thing that your significant other wants to do is not out of fear that they might get angry with you but if you're willing to listen to advice and take it for what it on the surface is, is Mm -hmm. just trying to give someone else wisdom. Then yeah, that's super healthy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's what we try to do. I I don't ever think, Oh, well, if I go out with this person and that's the end all to be all of my relationship with him. No, it's more so like just make him well known that you're in a relationship. You're Mm -hmm. in a happy, committed relationship and that that person needs to respect that. And so far there hasn't been any issues. So cool yeah
1: so i think that's probably a good place to end this relationship talk with we talked about desperation and working on yourself and being the person that you want other people to date being making time for that but also understanding that you're going to fall in love with the people that you're probably going to be around more often than others you're probably not going to have love at first sight with some random stranger no statistically that's why most people get together whenever they're in college because they're around each other often and we also talked about understanding boundaries and respecting one another not out of fear of damaging the relationship but out of mutual honor
0: honor and the love i have for this man
1: yeah. love i have for you too
0: so don't be toxic Talk toxic. it out. Don't be hiding things. If you're jealous, find out where that jealousy is coming from because it's usually not even having to do with your partner. It's usually having to do with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably some preconceived thing there. So
1: are you telling me that the jealousy is very deep? It can be. The jealousy C. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's
0: very shallow of you to say. Shallow. Uh, I
1: thought it was pretty deep. But uh that is a topic to be fathomed later, I
0: guess. I guess. But with that in mind, guys, thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm.
1: Um You didn't have to, but you chose to. And we appreciate to. that.
0: Just like just like in love. You didn't have to, but you chose to.
1: Yeah. that's good something that's something good to end on
0: Uh, yeah so thank you for listening to this uh if you have any questions comments concerns I'll leave the podcast email below I'll leave the podcast Instagram below Mm -hmm. um if you want to go listen to our friends podcast I'll also link that below go check their podcast out they're way more funny than I am very funny they are very funny so go check that out uh, mental health resources will also be in the description box always. Um, have a wonderful, beautiful morning, day or night, whatever time of the day you're mm-hmm. listening to this.
1: If you're listening to it on Labor Day, enjoy your Labor Day. If you're listening to it at some other time.
0: Enjoy the other time. Enjoy that other time, yeah. yeah. Make <laughs> make the most of your time. Uh, tell the people that you love that you love them. Mm-hmm. Go call them up.
1: Make sure that this thing is on.
0: Yeah. And it was on. So I think that's it. We're signing off. We're signing off. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. And see to See you.
1: See you whenever we decide to record another episode. Exactly.
0: <laughs>